shouldn't be doing this you're too young because you're not ready for throwing curveballs especially with this thing mm -hmm. so we thought well maybe we can make a ball that'll curve on its own with some control and that'll solve that part of the problem what's up dad hat crew ed here and on this episode i had the absolute pleasure to bring you guys dave mulaney he is the president of a great brand if you grew up loving the game of baseball this is you grew up loving this brand what brand is that? That's right, guys. Wiffle Ball. He is the son and grandson of the co-creators of Wiffle Ball. That beautiful bat, the yellow bat, the, the, the ball with the little slots in it. That's right. This game. We talked about the history, how uh, all of that happened. We talked about um, him as a fan of the sport. Obviously, we get into my famous, not so famous questions, guys. So without further ado... I give you the episode. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, my name is Ed, and obviously this is the Dad Hat Chronicles podcast with me, guys. I'm very excited. I I, I couldn't tell you how excited I am. It, it, this is one that I've been trying to get for a while, and I finally did it, guys. I'm so excited. I have David Mulaney. You are, my friend, you you are... Your wiffle ball, you you got. You're part of the wiffle ball company. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you doing today, David? Well, thanks for having me. I'd appreciate it. And uh, we weren't playing hard to get. It was just a matter of what's going on any given day. So, right, that's the thing. We were though. Finally, able to connect. Exactly. It's just like you know, we were we're doing one of these. Like you know, we're just crisscrossing each other. I'm busy. You're busy. It's just that's how it. That's how life is, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, but uh, nonetheless, I'm super excited for this. I, I, I grew up playing with ball, you know, streets in Puerto Rico, you know, my brothers and all of this, right. Even now I'm 41 years old and I am a massive fan of the wiffle ball sport. Um, and I, I wanted to, you know, to start by, you know, not by getting the background of the wiffle ball company, but you know, getting to know you, Dave, you know, how'd you grow up and become a, a fan of the sport? Uh, so t uh, please tell me. Sure. Well, you know, having my dad and my grandfather start the company, you know, we just kind of grew into it. But, uh, you know, even as a kid, my brother and I were always into baseball, um, you know, and this was a great way. So, you know, that my we weren't whacking each other with uh, regular bats at a young age. And uh, the two of us could go out in the backyard. And, you know, when we were real little, even my mom would be out there tossing the ball to us, getting us to hit during the day or my dad would come home after work. And then, you know, once my brother and I were old enough to actually throw fairly reliably, we'd be out there chucking them at each other and pitching and hitting and, you know, little home run derby in the backyard. And it just kind of grew and grew. You know, we, we play every day, you know, it was just kind of what we did, you know, in the morning, you head out, take some bike, take your bikes, go out, go down to the, the local, uh, or down, down the road, they were connecting two roads over a, a small river. So we go down and screw around there for a couple, uh, a couple hours with the kids in the neighborhood. And then it was back to somebody's house and we play wiffle ball or, you know, build a tree for it and then go back to play more wiffle ball. And that's just, you know, just was my, my growing up. That's how we did it. And, that's, a, uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. So let me ask you, 
you are in in Massachusetts, correct? No, we're in Connecticut. Connecticut. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. Connecticut. So what's your favorite major league team? Like, I mean, is that, do you have a baseball team that you cheer for every day? You know, we watch, we watch a lot of baseball growing up and I like to tell people it was the pre-cable era. So <laughs> you had the, you had the antenna on the roof and you had the rotor that would spin the, spin the antenna around up there. And uh, our neighborhood channel 11 came in and that was the Yankees station. The Mets did come in, but not quite as well. So we spent a lot of time, you know, watching both the Yankees and the Mets. I'd have to say, you know, we probably watched more Yankees than Mets. And, uh, but uh, that was, that was our growing up. My mom to this day watches, if there's a, if there's a Yankee game on TV, she's watching it. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to end this interview now. You guys are Yankee fans. I can't do yep. it as a Cleveland fan. That's it. It's over with, you know, just, you know, bit of rivals, you know? Yeah, you know, one of my brother-in-laws barely talks to me because he's a huge Mets fan. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's, we give each other right. a lot of heat. Uh, you know, I, I, I respect people that say, you're like, you know, this is my team, you know, uh, whatever that team is, uh, who cares at this point, right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. with with the... With, well, you're watching some baseball. That's exactly what it is. That's what I was just going to say. Like, listen, we're watching baseball. I don't care what team you're rooting for. Obviously, yeah. I watch a lot of minor league baseball as well. So I, to me, it doesn't really, you know, matter at this point what team you root for. I'm a Cleveland fan, but that's it. doesn't mean that I can, you know, disagree or agree with someone who watches, you know, whose fan is on the Yankees or the Dodgers or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, on the way home uh, between work and home, there's a, there's a ball field. I'll stop and watch a game there. It's, you know, it could be – a high school game next to it's a couple little league fields you know if we're driving me and my wife and i will drive by sometimes and stop for a couple minutes and watch watch a little league game you know it's it's fun you know it's it's baseball and, and that's what it is and i'm so happy like you know as soon as spring hits that's when you know like i automatically think it's like you know it's baseball season yeah. i don't care about anything else right now just let me be and we'll watch some baseball games and i'm a happy you know, camper I, I don't see people getting as excited over you know, the start of, and I believe me, I love hockey. Nobody's all that excited when it's, you know, preseason of hockey and, you know, guys getting, you know, spring training is spring training. It's, yeah. it's like a religion for some people. It It, it, it is. Yeah. It's a big deal. It, it most certainly is. And, that, and that's it. That's how it is for me. Right. Like, I mean, as soon as you know that February, you know, time period is coming, you know that it's pitchers and catchers. Right. And then yeah. it is, you know, then everybody shows up and then now now we get to see, you know, future stars or I love that. I think you're right. Nobody really gets excited about even the in the NFL. It's like, oh, there goes another preseason. You know, they've even cut a preseason game from the NFL. So th that goes to tell you the popularity of preseason for anything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of it's one of those traditions, you know. I I know uh, there was a guy we uh, used to do some work for us, and he and his family would take weeks off in in the spring and and go down to Florida and watch spring training games. I mean, it was that was that was their big trip, you know. That was their vacation every year, and they loved it, and they did it for decades. I love it. I absolutely think that's great. Love that. Love to hear that. All right. So let's get into a little bit of this little company called Wiffle Ball. Um, yep. it's, I, I, like I said, I cannot speak highly enough of this guy. I'm such a huge fan. So, you know, for, for those that don't know much about 
wiffle ball and and if you haven't you've been you know living under a rock um give us a little bit of background on on how that got started sure sure well we're we're just coming up on our 70th year right now believe it or not sometimes it's it's hard to believe you know I've, <laughs> I've been here for got to be close to at least 40 of them so uh it's uh it's been great but we all we started you know my grandfather's the guy that started the company he and my dad designed the first ball at their kitchen table in uh in fairfield connecticut but uh the reason we're even here is uh because of my grandfather he uh he grew up in massachusetts which is probably where you you got the the mass connection yep. farm yep so he grew up on a tobacco farm in massachusetts his family they grew wrapper leaf for it was like cigar wrapper mm -hmm. um and it was right along the uh, connecticut river and he was not a fan of farming just just it was not in his blood both his brothers stayed and they they were farmers in their own right they they were very accomplished in their fields they were involved with uh a lot of university uh, testing of different various crops and and it was uh, that was in their blood. He just did not enjoy it. Uh, so it's he not, went to college. It's not him at all. No, not for everybody, you know. So, uh, but it was always as I was a little kid growing up, we'd visit his, you know, my grandfather's family up up there, and it was always cool to be up on the farm. It was really, I could see the appeal of it sometimes. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, like society is a little too much right now. Let's just move that, that to the yeah, far. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. But uh, so he, he's a good baseball player. And uh, so after he graduated from high school, he went to uh, UConn. You're in uh, up in stores. And at that time, they were essentially a, a, an agricultural college. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, uh, my wife found a yearbook from 1929 which was his senior year founded a book sale opened it up and she was the first page i opened to yeah, there he was i had to pick it up um but he, he was on the baseball team there he's a pitcher for uconn for for his whole uh his whole uh, college career up there um graduated in 1929 the depression no jobs really to be had anywhere he was and like i said he was his option was to go back to the farm, uh, but he decided he'd come down to Bridgeport, Connecticut, try his luck down here. It was probably the biggest, you know, manufacturing, you know, hub here in Connecticut at the time. And uh, so he's down in Connecticut. He's living at the Y, you know, it was like a buck a week or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and looking for work and not having much luck doing it. In his free time, he was playing on a couple different ball teams um, just to, for enjoyment, kill some time, you know. And he uh, he uh, had run out of money. He said, that's it. I'm going to go be a farmer. So he's at the bus stop. He's got his bags with him, waiting for the bus to take him up to, up to uh, Massachusetts. And a guy came up to him and he said, hey, aren't you Dave Mullaney? Yeah. He said, well, what are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm out of money. I'm heading back home. And I'm going to work at the farm. Right. He goes, no, you're not. He said, you're playing baseball for McKesson and Robbins uh, Pharmaceuticals baseball team. He goes, and you have a job because you need to you need to work for the company to play for the company. Oh my so God. that's how he got a job. Um, and that was this. 
the reason he was in Connecticut um, and remained here. So uh, he worked for McKesson for like from what 1929 up until the late 40s and enjoyed his career there, but always wanted to do something, you know, on his own or you know, to have his own company. Yeah. So he met up with a guy who had a uh, a uh, a formula for one of the first liquid car polishes that was on the market, and they he left McKesson, started this car polish company. He was you know manufacturing this polish, and I guess by all accounts it was pretty good polish, but they weren't especially great businessmen. And one of their at that point in time, you know, one of their sales reps had sold rail cars of this polish which was fantastic, but they didn't know he sold it on consignment, which meant at the end of the season, they can send it back for refunds on what, what was unsold. Oh. So, by, you know, by the time we were done, you know, there's taxes, there's refunds on this stuff. There, there wasn't a lot of money left. He said, that the hell with it. So they closed, they closed that uh, business down. So now he's out of work. He's probably, I think he's like, 44, 45, somewhere yeah. around there. He's got, he's got a family. He's got right. no job. Said he cashed in his life insurance policy and would give him my 1500 bucks. And he gave my grandmother 50 bucks a week. She didn't know he was out of work. Oh, and uh, he, he'd leave in the morning, like, I'm going to work. And he'd leave and nowhere to go except for looking around. You know, looking around for a job because nobody's hiring a 45 year old guy because times were different it just wasn't happening yeah so um what he did notice is in the mornings when he left my dad it was summertime my dad and his buddies would be out in the yard playing a, a game with a little plastic golf ball and a broomstick they kind of landed at my grandparents house because they were all booted off the uh off the baseball fields by the older kids mm-hmm. and uh you know they went from there to tennis ball and they were breaking windows of people's backyards and denting the aluminum siding on houses. So they, you know, migrate to my grandparents' uh, house and my dad's like, my grandmother's not going to enjoy us bouncing tennis balls off the house. So he's looking around in the garage was a golf bag and they found these little plastic golf balls. So this will work, you know? So the, the games were good. It was hard to hit, you know, the, the balls were so small. The bats were so skinny. Um, and they were having a good time. My grandfather would come home at the end of the day, and they'd still be playing this game, you know, off and on all day long. I mean, and, talk about uh, hand-eye coordination, though, right? Like with the little yeah. golf balls and a little broomstick. Exactly. And uh, so finally he, says, he noticed that my dad was had a sore arm. He said, what's mm-hmm. going on? He's mad. Everybody's got sore arms from trying to throw a curveball with this little plastic golf ball. And my grandfather, having been a semi-pro pitcher, he said, you guys shouldn't be doing this. You're too young. He goes, you're not ready for throwing curveballs, especially with this thing. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, maybe we can make a ball that'll curve on its own with some control, and that'll solve that part of the problem. So from his days at McKesson, he had known a fellow who was into packaging. And one of the packages they created was a ball that popped apart kind of like um the little easter eggs the plastic easter eggs you pull apart yeah so this was just a round ball so you got a bunch of those and he and my dad would sit down every night at the kitchen table trying to cut different patterns Mm -hmm. in or adding weight to a side it was all trial and error my grandfather was not a uh, 
a science guy, you know, was not technical, but he knew what he wanted to make happen. So after several, you know, more than more than several attempts, they came across the design that we use now. And uh, my dad took it out the next day. And, yep, that's it. I'm going to use right here. Yeah. So, uh, so my dad took it out the next day and it worked. You know, it was taped, taped together, obviously, because it was designed to pop apart, but it was, you could throw curves and sliders and knuckleballs. It was just, it did everything that it could, they could ask. So my grandfather said, all right, well, here we go. So he took out a second mortgage on the house, borrowed some money from family and friends. And we're starting a company. And uh, our first factory was up in Woodbridge, Connecticut, which isn't too far from, from where we are now in Shelton. Yeah, and uh, it got going. And after a few years, we moved to our building here in in Shelton. Added on a couple of times, and while we're still not by any stretch of the imagination a, a big facility, um, you know, we've been here and doing it to it for seventy years. A tried and true. Nothing, can, you know, they can't. Don't change it because if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. You know. Yeah, you know, and. and you know, we're in a, we're in a, a time where everything mm -hmm. needs to be newer and redesigned, and it it just doesn't work with this product. It's it does what it's supposed to. It lasts. It's fun. Yeah, it's simple. You know, it's it, as complicated as you'd like to make a game with rules and accessories and whatever else you can think of. It's still a bat and a ball. You're pitching and hitting, and that's what people enjoy. That's what kids like. It keeps their attention. Um, you Keep know, outside away of, from their iPads. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, it gives you some hand-eye skill, and you start early enough, and it's it helps you to learn to hit a baseball, learn to hit the curve. You know, it's uh, you're not uh, you're not bailing out every time. Yeah, when you're hitting a curveball with a wiffle ball because you get hit by it. It's not a big deal. Exactly, I love that. I love that part, right? Because it's like, you know. It, and and you know you you can play it anywhere and it, it won't disappear right you know you can it's like I, you know where it went you know because it won't go you know too far which is which is the best part about it yeah you're not hitting one of these farther than you can see <laughs> no not at all <laughs> I love that love that and, and and I you know I think that like you know now we're in 2023 but like the popularity of you know wiffle ball has not gone away if anything I think it's if it has increased even more with with so many leagues, you know, if you go on social media or in YouTube, there's so many, you know, leagues across the United States that are playing grown adults are playing yeah. this this the wiffle ball game. Sure. You know, it's it's one of those games you grow up with. Yeah. And then you just never stop playing. Or hopefully you never really grow up. You know, it's I'm old. The other. I'm I'm um, never growing up. Yeah, that's yeah. that's already uh, that ship yeah. has sailed. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's 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 a game for, you know, you start out because you really you start playing wiffle ball because mm -hmm. you're really not big enough, strong enough, or coordinated enough to play baseball. Then you play baseball, and you're still playing wiffle ball just to, for kicks and giggles and have fun in the backyard. Yeah. And eventually, the vast majority of us are no longer good enough to play baseball at any competitive <laughs> no. level and still be able to get out of bed in the morning. But yeah, my knees will be ball. killing me by the end of the day. Yeah, but you can still play wiffle ball. You know, you don't have to run around. You know, you, it's you can play some home run derby. Uh, you're still throwing some nasty curveballs and and hitting hitting home runs. And I think that's 
that's what carries you from being a kid to well into adulthood and still wanting to play wiffle ball. You're right about that. Cause like I, like I said, so, you know, you're, you can go pretty much down the street, you know, go on, on a regular park, you get yourself, you know, make yourself a, uh, uh, you know, homemade, uh, strike zone. And then you got your paces and off you go, you know, yeah. that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. There was a guy I knew he said, he, whenever he went to a, a picnic or, you know, a big party, he always had a trunk load of stuff that he'd bring with him, you know, <laughs> all sorts of backyard gizmos and games and he was, it never failed. He goes, you throw a ball and bat out there. Eventually, almost everybody's playing. He goes, yeah. Everybody gets involved. The boys, the girls, the old folks, the younger folks. Um, there was a um, a family that used to have a reunion every couple of years. And they yeah. had a huge football tournament. And it was the oldsters versus the youngsters. You know, and the, I don't know where the age break off was. But, you know, the older folks prided themselves when they lumped up on the younger guys and girls. <laughs> That you, hey, that's I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm actually, I want to put a wiffle ball tournament together just because I think it'll be so much fun to have, like, you know, kids of 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 all ages, adults, men, women. It doesn't matter as long as you're having fun. That's what it really is all about. Really, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about um a little bit about because I'm on your website right now. I'm literally, you know, my other screen right now is your wiffle ball company website. Okay. And one of one of the uh, uh, tabs that are there is called the game rules. Yep. Right. So talk to me a, a little bit about that because uh, you know y y you go on on other places and you see that they have different rules, but these are the original wiffle ball rules right here. Right. Exactly. So those are the rules that my dad played by in in my grandparents' backyard. That's what he and his buddies developed. Um, it was an over the line style game, no base running. Because you know, a lot of times you have one or two guys on a team. Yeah. You know, not every neighborhood has uh, eighteen kids to play uh, a baseball style game. True. Um, and that's really you'll, you'll see that it's kind of uh, you know it's it, the rules are somewhat loose. You know, it's in everything's paced out. It's not exact feet and inches. Yeah, um, because that's the kind of game it was. Everybody had a different backyard. Everybody had a little different, you know, the tree could be in play, you know. Exactly. The tree, the garage, the garage, you hit the garage, that's a home run. On the roof. Well, it's a great shot. You know what? You're out. <laughs> um, you know, in my backyard is growing up at my parents' house, you know, when we had that old aerial up on the roof. Um, you know, one of my, but that was in right field. And one of the kids in the neighborhood was a, was a lefty and a pull hitter and we just made up the rule one day yeah you hit the you hit the uh the antenna it's an out well nobody else hit it except him and just to this day I, you know i see him a lot and to this day he's just rails over that rule but <laughs> you know when we went to his house he had his own set of rules so of course that's the way it goes. yeah but you know the, the rules that are on our website they're uh you know pretty basic it's your backyard. You can stretch the field out. You know, some people call and say, well, this, this is too small. Well, okay. You stretch it out a little bit. No problem. You know? yeah. um, or if it's too big and it's all, you know, four and five-year-olds, that's okay. Make it make it a little tiny thing. It's okay. It's, uh, it's there to have fun, not to be, you know, ruled over, you know, constantly. It's, it's, you're supposed to have a good time doing this, not, not beat each other up for... Although that can be fun too sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I promise I know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, I, I, uh, I, I know that there was a book out there um, about wiffle ball, and I have it. And in in one of the uh, the the uh, pages that I read was that as far as um, revenue for ads or marketing, you guys really don't do that much at all, if anything. Really, we you know we don't. Uh, we did a TV commercial. You'll see that on our website. I know. I see it. I have it right here in front of me. Yeah. Lady Ford. Yeah. So that was a TV commercial that we had done, and is probably what shied everybody away from doing more of that, because you know while it did generate um, some some sales, what happened was the cost of it, cost of it all kind of uh, it was a wash mm-hmm. and a lot of effort in between. And uh, yeah, all right. We're just going to focus on what we do. We're going to uh, put put everything into the product itself, making a good product. Have you know equipment that's that's reliable and and does its thing. And that's kind of what's carried us along over all these years, especially as a small company. You're about to be seventy years in. I think that's that's a pretty good you know uh, equation yeah. that for you guys. Yeah, you know. And while I, I do understand, you know, we call some people, you got, got to do this, you got to do that. And in a perfect world, sure, sure, maybe that is a good idea. But, you know, we're comfortable with where we are, we're comfortable with the amount of, we put a lot of effort into this to begin with. There's only so thinly we can post. And, uh, you know, we're just about putting a good product out there and letting that speak for itself. That's amazing. I love it. And you know what, though? I listen, if if somebody has an issue with it, that's too bad, because obviously I knew about it. Everybody knows about it. I mean, like we like we were just talking about earlier, like there's so many leagues out there that are playing in. Yeah. And, and then they literally just by name recognition, they say wiffle ball and they already know. Right. So yeah. as soon as they see that, like, you know, I think they were having on ESPN the other day, you know, when they do like the ESPN, the Ocho, they're having a wiffle ball yes. tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you do? All right, go on your website or go on Amazon or go wherever and you put wiffle ball and then boom, you know, is name recognition. And then that's the best form of advertising there is. Sure, sure. You know, and while there are other plastic balls floating around out there, there's only one wiffle ball and it's not hard to find. And, you know, you punch in wiffle, you are the first uh, the first result that comes up is, is our company. Yep. You can get to our website, you can link off of that to somebody, or at least if you've never heard of it before, you know what it is with with one click of a click of a and mouse. That's amazing. I love that. Love to hear that. Yeah. That's awesome. I think um, my, my grandfather would probably get a pretty pretty good kick out of where things are. I mean it was it was popular when he was still around, believe me. He he passed away in like nineteen ninety. So he he saw a long a long stretch of the products uh run. And he always just really, he took great pride in, as, as well he should. Um, especially, he always relayed back to the story that uh, our very first sales rep uh, was a fellow out in New York uh, who handled all toy business kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, somebody had recommended this guy, he can help you get where you need to be, get into, you know, start marketing this. So my grandfather had gone down for a meeting and uh, the guy took a look and he's like, man, he goes, yeah, he goes, I'll, I'll take this on. He goes, probably get a good couple of years out of it. 
and you know they they laughed probably 10 years in that it was still poking along and and you know and here we are 70 70, 70. Years later doing this. when is it when is it going to be the the 70th year is it 2024 20 well you know the set it was like summer 1953 okay was when the ball was designed when gotcha. you know okay this is going to be it yeah so you can look at say august 1953 or august 19 august 2023 as, yeah as the date of 70 years from inception or if you want to look at the date the company was incorporated was in i believe it was june of 1954 so we got a couple of couple of dates there within yeah, it doesn't matter at this, yeah like the inception i you know what it was incorporated all right fine that's like that was the beginning right there august of 1953 that's the beginning of yeah. you know of this little ball right here that i'm holding in my hand right and that's what that's the way we look at it you know this is the ball was was done this is this is it it's august mid-august 1953 here you are there you so, go yeah that's amazing a big celebration let's do it yeah. i like it you know it's funny. my my dad comes in pretty much every day still you know he's he's gonna be 83 coming up on 83 um and it's it's awesome you know it's great to see him every morning you know that's in, awesome what's going on you know where's things at you know a true uh, family business bring some coffee in and we have we have a good time it's so uh, that's amazing i love that love that all let me ask you this because um, the uh, obviously uh, something else that's synonymous with wiffle ball is the yellow on the bat. Yeah. Yep. Why? Says, oh yeah. The wiffle ball with, you know, with the skinny yellow bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so you know, was, why? You know, it was a, it was a color that was picked, you know, when we first started, we, they were, the bats were wooden. I don't know if you remember those or, or not. Mm -hmm. Um, but we had wooden bats from say 1954 up through the late 60s. Then there was an overlap where we had both wood and plastic for a few years, and then we moved entirely to plastic. Mm -hmm. But when it, when it came time to uh, to make the plastic bats, you know, it was one of those you can make it whatever color you want. Yeah. And you know, brown wasn't all that appealing. Um, no, uh, my dad, and my grandfather are talking about like, wow, what color should we make this? And and uh, I was like, wow, why don't we do them yellow? Because that's that's the color they use in the a lot in the in like cartoons. Yeah, like um, the the comics. Yeah, you know, on the in Sunday uh, paper. So we're like, yeah, sure, we'll give it a shot, and that's what stuck, and that's what became so recognizable in the floor display, the yellow bat with the with the ball and the, and the paper header up on top of it. And uh, to the point it was so recognizable that we, we actually trademarked the color yellow for plastic, you know, plastic bats. Yeah. And uh, we were actually granted the, the trademark for it. So, you know, it's, that's how sort of iconic that color is for our, our bat. I love the fact that you said like, you know what, in the cartoons, they were yellow. Done. Simple, you know, we, we, we humans, we tend to complicate a lot of things. And when I hear this, it's like, no, no, this is, it was simple. There was cartoons were yellow. All right, cool. Done. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah. We had a, we had a stretch of like a year, maybe a little more than a year during the mid seventies or early, early to mid seventies. There was the, the oil embargo. Yeah. Um, where 
it was very, very difficult to obtain the, the resin for, for our products. Yeah. And, uh, while we managed with the, the resin for the balls, um, it was a lot harder for us to get what we needed for the bats. Gotcha. And we ended up using, um, a lot of off spec material, regrind material, whatever we could that could make the bat. Um, but the downside to that was the yellow color was too light and it would show through any, any, uh, imperfection, any imperfections, you know, like that. So they went to making them in black and our sales reps, go, Oh, we don't know what's going to happen here. People don't want the black is, it, you know, the bats is, um, Coincidentally, it was the same year a couple of major league players came out with black baseball bats. And it was just pure luck. Um, But it's funny. So it all worked out fine. But to this day, people say, oh, we had the black bats. They They were the best you ever made. When in fact, from a material standpoint, they were horrible. Um, <laughs> not horrible, but they were they were certainly not a a the yellow uh, bat a prime resin. It was not a prime resin that was being used. It was just cobbled together with what we what we were able to use, and uh, so you know it's it worked out in the long run. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, we went back to the yellow. That is so cool that like you're 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 literally saying like. We were just trying to put it together. We, you know, whatever we could find, th- that's yeah. what we got. Yeah. And we went. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I love it. Absolutely we, love it. Yeah. If we, Who knows? If we didn't use the black color, it would have been some mottled, you know, off color, you know, <laughs> all sorts of different shades. Who knows? <laughs> you have a tie-dye bag going on for sale. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which would probably look pretty cool. That would have been pretty awesome, actually. That would be cool to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, let you know, we're we're about into that section. We're about to get into my, you know, my fun section of you know, my favorite not so famous questions. But is there anything that I have not asked you or anything that you want to talk about, the, the company or anything like that at this point? I don't know. Um I think we covered a lot, you know, how we got here and yeah. a, little about, a little bit about my family and you know. You know, a lot of people ask, like, how, how, how is it working with your family? And yeah, I love it. You know, my I could see my brother and my dad six days a week, and <laughs> you need that Sunday off. Some people, well, some people would be like, okay, that's six days a month might be too much. Who knows? You know, it's we we get along. We I I see my brother outside of work. You know, we do stuff together outside of work as well. Um, you know, and you know we'll run into guys who are when my brother and I are together and like, well, what you guys don't see enough, enough of each other during the day, you know, <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta do stuff afterwards, but it's, we enjoy each other's company. You know, we have a good time. We, our families enjoy one another and you know, it's, it's good. That's amazing. So I, I, love I really that. wouldn't have it any other way. You know what though? And if it's working again, it's not broken. Don't try to fix yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. So in that, in that respect, I feel very, very fortunate, you know, it's over a 40 year career to, to say you feel fortunate for all the people that you work with and spend time with. It's, uh, it's really been, it's been good. And there's something to be said about that, right? Cause I listen, even in my experience, I've had like, God knows how many jobs I've had over my lifetime already of working. 
And for you to say, it's like, no, I, I truly love what I do. I've been doing it for yeah. this long and there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, one job. I've had one job. One job. That's, <laughs> well, that's... well yeah, actually, if you, if you, if you really want to count, I had a brief stint for a couple of summers as a, uh, working in a grocery store. And then <laughs> in college, I, uh, I did, uh, I bus tables in, uh, in a restaurant, uh, it was on campus. So, you know, yeah, well, I mean, but you needed to like, get a little extra cash, but like, you know, when talking yeah. careers here, that's, it's one, that's not yeah. a lot of people, you know, can say no. that. No. Not a lot of people can say that day. So, and you not, a lot of people would, and not a lot of people would want that either. You know, it's, that's true. That's also true. But like you do, like, you know, you follow, that's, that's the dream. That's your, you know, that's your livelihood. That's a family company. And it's, that's amazing. Yep. Not very, I feel lucky and uh, very content in, where I'm at with with things. I love it. Love to hear that. All right. So, are you ready? Let it rip. All right. So here we go. This is the first one I always ask everybody. So here we go. You go to a ballpark. You're going to Yankee Stadium. What's your food and drink of choice? Uh, you gotta get a hot dog. Gotta get a coke. That's whatever right. Cola they have. Whatever cola they have. At the yeah. Right. At this point, cola some you know so many people RC. like. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So if you could travel to anywhere on earth, any place on earth, where could it be? Wow. That's a good one. Um, considering my, my travel experience is limited because I'm always here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you'd be surprised if I, if I listed where I've been, um, I would, I would love to to uh, hit the Southwest of the United States and just check out the Southwest. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you should. You should definitely do it. Be like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go on vacation, guys. It's only a couple of days. Don't go crazy, but I'm gonna go, you know, to Arizona <laughs> or or something like that. Right? I, by the way, yeah. I highly recommend Arizona. It's a beautiful uh, state. Been there. Highly recommend it. Yeah. All right. So, um. Speaking of that, now you know. Now I'm intrigued. What's the most interesting place you've been to? Hmm. Um. Wow. That's good. Every I, every place I've been, you always pull away a little bit of something. Um. I do like. Um. Well, it'd probably be a toss-up. As when I was just before high school, I took a trip to uh, Mexico, oh. and it was like one of those school trip kind of things. You go up with it with this, and you saw pyramids. We saw, you know, all the historic kind of stuff yeah. going on, and I, that was fascinating. Really, really was. Um, we were. My wife um, has a twin sister, and mm -hmm. her family. They were all in the service. We went to visit them in Germany. Um, Gosh, maybe 2000, when was it? Maybe 2010 or somewhere around there, 2011. That's cool, I though. I can't remember, but that was fun. That was a fun trip, too. That's um, cool. Pretty much never anywhere been. I go is new for me, so <laughs> it's all good. It's that's, all a, that's a good thing, though, because, you yeah. know, it's all fresh. I could cross uh, over the river here from Shelton into, into the next town is Derby and find something exciting that I haven't seen before. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Um, if you have, if you had to choose one, okay, choose one. What would your favorite fruit be? You get, you're having that fruit for the rest of your life. What's that one fruit that you're gonna have? Um, probably an apple. Apple, apple is delicious. Yeah, cider is good too. <laughs> so, yeah, apple cider. You can do a lot with an apple. You know? Yeah, you can. You're absolutely you right. Apple parts, you got, you know. Everything. Absolutely. Oh, apple pie is so good, especially during the summer. Oh, yeah. can't wait. Uh, okay, so what um, do you believe that pizza belongs, uh, that uh, pineapple belongs on pizza? No. no. <laughs> that was like, that's not even a hesitation. That was like, no, it does not. Not it. You got you to understand, too. Um, I am just 15 minutes away from the epicenter of, of pizza in in it's New Haven pizza, you know, the New Haven style pizza. Yeah. So we have Peppies, we have Sally's, we have Modern, um, Roseland. And, that, and that's not changing. There's, there's, like, there's, there's no some phenomenal pizza that, that's in our very near uh, vicinity. So uh, there's a lot of options, lots of options. And I haven't, to be honest with you, while I like pineapple, I just couldn't, I just couldn't put it on pizza. <laughs> There's nothing I heard, wrong with I heard that. It's great. I I know people that they love it, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> True. Uh, okay. So if you if animals could talk, which animal yep. do you think would be the rudest animal? I don't know. See now now you got me picking on people's pets. <laughs> you know, that's what you want. That's what Doesn't matter. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll say I this. I honestly think that the, the raccoons could would be the rudest animals there is out there. I had a pet one as a kid. No way. For a very short period of time. And then it started getting a little a little gnarly and nasty. And then you're like, all right, you gotta go. Yeah, we were like, yeah, you, you gotta go. So we prized <laughs> to the woods and that was that. When it was really, really little, it was it was it was fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, we, there's there's some some folks nearby that uh, their yard backs up to ours, and they have goats. And while the goats are pretty cool, they they love to headbutt you. Oh they my god! And I'm not fond of that. That seems a little on the extreme side for me. But that's just goats being goats, right? That's still uh, wrong. Yeah, when they're not when they're not coming after me, they're going after each other. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, all right, come more understanding though. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, all right, couple ones here, and then I'll let you go, my friend. Uh, okay, zombie apocalypse is happening. What will be your weapon of choice? Not a wiffle bat. No, <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's not gonna. I'll just get tired. <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's you good. Know? You, you gotta go. You gotta go with the uh, the uh, old fashioned cold python, I guess. You know, Walking Dead. Yeah, there you go. You know, seemed to work okay for for Rick for a while. Uh, yeah, you're so right. Did, you're you're yeah. right about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Last one here. You have, uh, you can pick three people that you're gonna invite for for dinner, right? And you can have conversations, dead or alive. Who would uh, those three people be? Um, 
gosh. I know. My grandfather. Actually, I'd love to. I'd love to have dinner with both my grandfathers, both my grandmothers too. To be honest with you, um, it would probably be within the family. Within the family. Just, yeah, you just after a while, you like I just miss them. You know. Yeah. It's uh probably family. I like. And there's nothing wrong with that, and I like it. I think that's a great yeah. answer, my friend. Well, there's plenty uh, of interesting people out there. You know. It, yeah, it's true. There's questions. There's there's always those questions you wish you asked or the 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 things you wish you said. True. That is very true, my friend. That is very true. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for doing this. I had an absolute blast. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of your company, of the sport, of, you know, the wiffle ball itself. Um, but where can people find you guys on uh, on social media? Good question. There's probably, there's links from our website. Um, usually it's, uh, I think, the wiffle ball link. Yep. At the wiffle ball link. I have it on that for at least for for your so. Twitter account is with Twitter. a ball link. Yep. And uh, I think Instagram, there's a link there. And yep. There's probably a Facebook link there. There's Facebook link, Instagram, and Pinterest. So I will make sure to put all of that there so you guys can follow uh, Wiffle Ball Company. Um, if they, but if they wanted to buy, like, let's say they wanted to buy any kind of merchandise, is there anywhere that, you know, merchandise is sold as far as Wiffle Ball t-shirts or hats or anything like that? Yeah. You know, there's uh, there's a, for uh, merchandise, there's a link off our website. For the T-shirts, we have um, uh, it's called Streaker Sports. They're a licensee, yeah. so you can hit streakersports.com. Um, why there's not a link off our website just yet is beyond me, but you know we're we're somewhat in the late 20th century as far as our technology on that that stuff goes. So I'll have to I'll have to update with that. But I love it, the, and the, I'm the pulling it up Streaker right Sports now. Season, I love it. I love it. I have the t-shirts here and all ball chasing wiffle. I love that. I love these shirts and they're amazing. Uh, there's a hat there. So we're going to have to talk to streaker sports about getting a dad hat in there. Um, so that way we can get it going and I'll yeah. add it to the collection. Good. Good. Uh, again, Debbie, thank hey, you so much. You. It was an absolute pleasure and uh, uh, good luck to you guys in, uh, in, in all your future endeavors. And hey, thanks. Same, same to happy, you. 70th, yeah. happy 70th anniversary for your company. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is a big deal for us. And uh, we appreciate folks like you that, that keep the interest up out there and everybody out there is still playing. It's, Love uh, it. It's good stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ed. Take care. Hope you guys enjoy that episode with Dave. Now, make sure, guys, listen, I tell you guys every week, you know, hey, go on their sites and follow. Seriously, it, it's, it, it does make a difference every time we follow somebody on, on social media. We go on their sites. We buy their merch, things like that. So my ask and my challenge to all of you guys, all of you Dad Hat crew, is that follow um, Wiffleball uh, Instagram. They're on this, Facebook, Twitter. Follow them. Go to Streaker Sports, right? They are one of their authorized dealers. They sell some really cool T-shirts. So that way, hey, listen, you're supporting two companies at that point, okay? Uh, and as far as the Data Hat crew, obviously, uh, I am on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Yep, even TikTok. I'm, I'm there as well. Yes, that's right. You heard it. Uh, so make sure you guys are following me. And then give the, the podcast five stars. Five stars means I go up on the ranking. I go up on the ranking uh, and more people uh, follow. But with our be, before I go, before I go, I got to give you guys the dad joke of the episode, and here it is. Why do criminals play baseball? They can hit, run, and steal. All right, all right. I'll see myself out. And until then, guys, 
keep on grinding, and always support the minor leagues. See ya.